I'm Tony Quello, and I'm the author of the ADA. I am totally committed to supporting Hillary Clinton for president. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, and thank you, Tony Quello, for sending that uh, statement to us and allowing us to play that on Voice America. Uh, you know how much we love you, and we believe in what you're doing and saying to the disability community. So, hey, I hope everyone had a great holiday. I hope you had a great uh, Labor Day. And now, hey, back to school time, right? We're all ready to go, revving up to go. And a special shout-out to my friend Yoshiko Dart, a national leader in the disability community. So I cannot tell you how excited I am to have our guest today and, by the way, to thank Secretary Clinton for allowing a policy advisor of this senior level to be with us on the show today, and I think that continues to demonstrate her commitment to Americans with disabilities like me living with epilepsy, and like so many of you across the United States. So it is truly my honor to welcome to the show today Vivek Viswanathan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, you know what? Let's start for all of our listeners across the country by telling everyone how you first became involved in Secretary Clinton's campaign, and what made you decide to do it? Absolutely. So I had been uh, working in California at the time. I had uh, gone to graduate school at Stanford and did a law degree and a business degree, a JD MBA, um, but had been thinking about, you know, what's the best way to get involved in public policy and which of the candidates out there uh, is really committed to the issues that I care about. And I think, as is the case, as I'm sure with so many of your listeners, there's really just nobody like Secretary Clinton. And I think um, what really makes her unique is that she has all this expertise on the issues that get the headlines and, of course, the international news um, during her four years as Secretary of State. Um, but she also um, gets to the issues that don't always get the headlines but are, in her own words, the issues that keep families up at night. And she says those issues uh, may not be on the minds of other people, you know, from in terms of what reporters are talking about or what people in Washington are talking about, but they're never invisible to her. And so that commitment, which you've seen over 40 years, was something that really attracted me. And I thought if she decides that she's going to run again, um, I'd love to be part of her campaign in whatever capacity I could. So as soon as she launched the campaign last year in April, I sold my car, you know, moved out from California out here to Brooklyn, um, where I am today. I've been here for the last one year and four months um, and decided to start working on her policy team. And I work across a number of issues from education to healthcare to technology policy. Um, but one of the issues um, which I've spent the most time on, and including working so closely with Tony Coelho, who you mentioned right at the beginning of this call, is on disability rights. And it's really been a privilege to be able to do that, especially in this campaign where 
Um, I think from the view of so many people, uh, disability rights uh, and the disability community is getting so much more attention uh, on the issues that matter to them um, than they have in previous cycles. And Secretary Clinton is out there mentioning them in every single speech that she does and, of course, at the Democratic National Convention. So it's really been an honor to be part of this effort. And I think you can see with her the commitment that she has to this, you know, over 40 years, but really reflected in this campaign every day. So it's really an honor to have been here. It's been quite an adventure in terms of the campaign itself, as you can imagine, ups and downs. And now we're just at 64 uh, days left um, until uh, Election Day. And I'll just put a plug in for just today. Um, the campaign came out with a new book called Stronger Together by Secretary Clinton and Senator Kane, and um, really goes into detail on so many of the policies that she's talked about across issues, um, including so many of the issues that matter to people in the disability community. So it's been an honor to be part of that. The policy team over here um, with input from the community helped put together the relevant portions of that book. And we're excited for the final sprint and hoping for the best on November 8th. Wow. And listen, how do people get that book? So it's, uh, it went on sale today um, from the publisher, so it's, it's, it's just out today, so we're hoping it'll sell well, but it's there on Amazon, it should be in bookstores, um, and it really goes into detail in a way that I think, um, as many of your listeners know, contrasts pretty dramatically uh, with our opponent in this race in terms of what specifically she's going to do and the commitments she's going to make. But you can find it at Amazon, at your bookstore, and we're hoping that it'll get the attention it deserves in the next couple of weeks. Okay, what's the name of it again? It's called Stronger Together. Stronger Together. Okay, yeah. everyone, you heard it. Go to Amazon, <laughs> go to your bookstore, get that book. Um, and, you know, the, like, what I wanted to say was that I've been involved, actually, working with Tony since, like, 1996. But I started my company, Bender Consulting Services, 21 years ago, which focuses on the employment of Americans with disabilities, you know, in areas like IT, finance, engineering, and other business disciplines. And through all that time, the greatest struggle has been finding employment for people with disabilities. Seventy percent of people with disabilities are not even counted in the workforce. And for the first time, we have someone that will stand up for us and help make that happen. I hope we can get that message out to everyone because, you know, there are 40 Five million Americans living with disabilities, but then we, you know, you have fathers, mothers, daughters, uh, sisters that can, partners that can vote. But I just want you to know, in all those years, I can truthfully tell you, disability has never been discussed as much as it has been by Secretary Clinton ever. That is, that is fantastic to hear. And, and first of all, I want to say, you know, on the employment side, and I know talking with Tony and several of our other advisors, you know, the work that you've done to place people into competitive integrated employment and into well-paying jobs has quite simply been amazing. And I think one of the things that Secretary Clinton really views herself as part of her role, whether it's as a senator or as a secretary of state or as a president, is being someone who can really bring people together, and that's her theme, stronger together, look at the best ideas and find the best way 
forward. And we know in this campaign, of course, there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of negative press. But one thing that's interesting is whenever she actually has the job, you know, as opposed to running for the job, whether it's as a senator or as a secretary of state, She's very highly respected uh, on both sides of the aisle for that commitment to saying, I'm going to listen to the best ideas wherever they come from, and we're going to find the best way forward. And I mentioned that because exactly on this issue that you mentioned of making sure that we find and expand employment opportunities for people with disabilities across fields. You know, you've done so much work on this over so many years. We know that there are other promising models out there. Um, and we know we have to start with enforcing the laws that are on the books, you know, enforcing Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act and putting forward government initiatives on increasing employment for people with disabilities within the federal government for federal contractors. Um, but it really goes across, across society. And what she's going to do, she's committed, both specifically in the autism context, she said, we're going to launch an Autism Works in initiative to expand opportunities for people living with autism to find employment opportunities. But beyond that, for all people with disabilities, like you said, um, the statistics still, you know, we've made a little bit of progress, but there's so much more we need to do. She's talked about ending um, the subminimum wage, which too often has held people back. But this is something that she's really going to make a priority. She's already said it. Um, I suspect even with, you know, fewer than 10 weeks left in this campaign, she's going to keep talking about it in the weeks and months ahead about making sure that we give people with disabilities all of the support that they can use to live the lives that they want. And that includes housing, that includes education. But just like you said, it also includes jobs and there's so much more we can do. So, sh so we're going to keep focused on that here in the campaign office, but also Secretary Clinton, when she's out there on the trail meeting with people, it's something that she's going to continue to mention. And I think building on exactly the type of work that you've done on finding, you know, not just I want to do this, but what specifically can we do what is the best way forward? She's going to make that a priority as president. And I believe that. And I cannot tell you how excited I am because guess who is on the line right now? Tony, are you on the line? <laughs> yes, I am, Joyce. Yes, I am. Hi, Tony Coelho. How are you? Just great. Just great. Nice to, to have Labor Day over and we can get in this final stretch and win this election. That's right, Tony. Uh, and, Tony, while I was talking here to Vivek, you know, he talked about 503 and enforcing that. I thought maybe you could share with our listeners not only how long it took, but what would happen if it was not enforced. Well, 503, Vivek, it's great to have you on the show, and I'm glad great I joined you, with you. I will talk to you about you in a bit, but let me answer Joyce's question. Um, it took 50 on 503 was adopted um, many years ago, and uh, it included uh, said that women, uh, women, people of color, and the disabled, that federal contractors and subcontractors had to hire uh, people from those three groups. Well, it was easy to determine a woman. It was easy to determine a person of color. But there was no definition on disabilities. So under Bill Clinton's administration, uh, he started helping us on this. We identified a woman, uh, a disability, the, uh, the definition for disability. But then we had to get data. We had to go to the Census Bureau to get them to agree to not only put it on the census tract, but to get it in, in the yearly 
uh, census. Um, and uh, then we had to get the Bureau of Labor Statistics agreed to put the statistics together and so forth. And that whole process basically took us 25 years. And so here we are now with the facts. And, and the reason that this is important is that the, the Census Bureau just put out uh, in the last month their report on people with disabilities, and one out of every ten uh, has a disability. Uh, no, excuse me, one out of every six has a disability, and one out of every ten families have someone with a disability. And so it is the largest group. Uh, we've been doing a lot of research now. Uh, there are more people with disabilities than there are Hispanics, uh, Blacks, gays, uh, veterans, et cetera. So we're, we're probably the second largest to, uh, or third largest to women and then men and then disabilities. Uh, and so we're a huge force. We just haven't been waken. And uh, Hillary's support for our community goes back 40 years. And, and so she knows uh, what we struggle with and what we've gone through. And what Joyce said, the issue on uh, 503, it was by executive order that Obama put it in. And uh, if Hillary doesn't win, uh, that executive order could be repealed immediately. And we're talking about uh, nearly 500,000 jobs a year if we can get that enforced the way it should be done. So it's a hugely significant thing. But if you go back in what President Bill Clinton did over the years in, in the movement of disabilities, you realize that Hillary was part of that whole effort. She actually started that right out of college, and then as first lady in Arkansas, and then as first lady in the United States, and then as a senator. And then, as well, when she was Secretary of State and creating an office on disabilities at the State Department and pushing for the disability treaty aggressively. So throughout those 40 years, Hillary has been consistent in support, in my private discussions with her in general and so forth. And so we have finally somebody who recognizes no president of the United States, no president of the United States, and no candidate for president of the United States has ever mentioned disabilities as much as Hillary. And what she's done is that she's made sure that the platform for the convention had 35 different references, which, by the way, they played a big role in. Thank you. Um, and 19 different sections of the platform uh, had disability. But more importantly, at the convention in the past, if disabilities was mentioned once during four days of the convention, we would get so excited. We'd applaud and yell and scream and holler and, and remember it. This time, there were so many that we can't remember them all. There was every day there was a mention of disabilities, and that's because of Hillary's support for our community, insistence that we be included and so forth. And I call it, the inclusion revolution. For us, it's a revolution, and we're included on everything now, and it's all because of Hillary. Then let me stop a moment and say it is because of Hillary's insistence and support and understanding of our community, but it wouldn't be accomplished without Vivek. Vivek has been, you've been the one there who we go to and yell and holler and scream, and you put it into effect. You make sure that you're implementing what Hillary wants to have done. You've been fabulous. And I just, you know, for everybody to understand the role that you've played and how much we in the community feel so strongly about it. Now, we are at a point now, as everybody knows, that 
we're raised $1.6 million from the disability community. We have volunteers on policy issues. We have uh, just about 60,000 people on on uh, Facebook. By the way, Vivek, that is uh, women for Hillary and uh, is the number one. There are three others right after that, disabilities, doctors, um, and grandmas for Hillary uh, that are all basically the same, and I guarantee you we'll beat all three of them in the next few weeks. <laughs> so, so we are very engaged and involved, and that's all because of our appreciation for what Hillary's done. I say over and over again, she's been there for us for 40 years. It's time now for us to be for her. That's what it's all about. Amen to that. And and Vivek, do you have a comment you wanted to make to uh, Tony? Absolutely. I just wanted to say, you know, first of all, Tony, you know, thank you for the kind words, but really it's been the privilege of all of us here in the campaign uh, to work with you uh, and to work with others in the disability community who have been working so much to lift up these issues. And I think from the fundraising to the work at the convention to what we see on social media, it's really been a testament to that. And, and it's pretty amazing. You know, she, of course, cares so much about this issue. Um, but when it comes to broader awareness about them and when she's out there speaking about them, people understanding, um, it's so much that the work of the view and others in the disability community have done to lift them up. And I think one other thing that, um, you know, as all the listeners know, you know, Tony, having authored the ADA 26 years ago and, you know, now having been on the campaign for about one and a half years, having the 25th anniversary and then the 26th anniversary of that legislation uh, come by um, and seeing, you know, the effect that has even when we put that statement out and feel the incoming comment about the difference that this law has made and what we can do to build on it now has been uh, simply amazing. So I think just like Tony said, you know, it's so important that we get her into office and build on the progress that we've made and just 63 days left. Uh, so I know we're all have our heads down and getting ready to make the final push. Thank you. Right. And, appreciate right. And I just want to say that Tony is our leader. I always say that in the disability community, it's a fact, you know, you don't have to say Tony who it's Tony. Everyone knows who Tony is. And, Tony, I thank you for raising this issue and working so closely uh, with the campaign. And I know you've worked before with President Clinton and the First Lady and then, of course, when she became senator. Uh, but it's amazing, as, as Tony said with that Facebook and the money that's been raised, it is amazing. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Joyce. And Rubik, it's great to be on the show and, and to have people know just what a great job you've done uh, in behalf of Hillary and in behalf of the whole disability community. Uh, it's the type of relationship that we've always wanted and needed, and we love you for it. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It's an honor, Tony. Thank you. Hey, Tony, before you go, one of the things I was saying is if that would be overturned, 503. That would be a terrible day. Yeah, it, it, don't forget, um, it is by executive order uh, that the president uh, said that people with disabilities uh, should be part, or should be enforced, I should say, should be in, uh, 503 should be enforced. 
uh, a new president uh, can uh, just uh, eliminate the executive order just by stroke of a pen. Um, so if Hillary were not elected, uh, that could easily happen, would probably happen, uh, knowing Mr. Trump's views. Um, and so we would have uh, serious problems there because of the real impact this is having right now. Uh, people can tell you how many companies who never wanted to do anything um, are now coming forth. Uh, hopefully in the next few days we'll have some discussion on foundations coming on board. And so that what is happening is people realize now that the law is there, it's going to be enforced. And I might say that um, when, when uh, we had the, the person in Civil Rights Division, um, that Tom Perez, uh, he enforced it like nobody has in the past. And I know under Hillary that it will be enforced, but not only 503, but uh, definitely the ADA, because it doesn't do you have any good to have a law on the books if it isn't enforced. And so the first hurdle is the law, the second hurdle is enforcement. And that's why it's so important that uh, Hillary be elected, because she will make sure that these things that we've gotten accomplished will be enforced. But even more exciting is that she, she personally is the one who insisted that uh, we do something on health care, um, uh, mental health, that we do something on Alzheimer's, that we do something on autism, and that we do something on disabilities in general. And so what is happening is that because she's insisting on it, it's happening, and these things will get in place. And the reason we work so hard right now is that we want to be at the table in the political game. We want to be at the table in transition. We want to be at the table in governing, and, and by participating is the way we get there, and with Hillary, we'll be part of all these parts, and that'll be the first time in our community has really been that engaged, that involved, but more importantly, that appreciated, and that's what the key is here. Thank yes. you, Joyce. Thank you so much, Tony. Uh, one last comment. Like you, I'm living with epilepsy, and I really am offended when people make comments uh, regarding her health and comparing comments about epilepsy. Well, look, at, um, uh, if I was motivated for Hillary before and I was motivated against, but I'll tell you what, um, that particular comment uh, made me furious. And I'm going to do anything and everything anyway, but boy, it's double fueled right now. I just feel so strongly about uh, uh, anybody in our community being bullied, uh, like the New York Times reporter. But, but to uh, have that said in ways that it brings the stigma back that I have fought so hard against and that has hurt so many people. Uh, to bring the stigma back in, in such a negative way. It's what we in the disability community have to fight. Hillary understands it. Hillary knows it. But we've got to get rid of the stigma in order to succeed in jobs and everything else. We can't have a president that enhances the stigma, who basically uses words that basically bring back the whole stigma. We've got to fight it. And that's why it's so critical that Hillary win this election. 
Thank you, Joyce. I'm taking the whole show. Thank you, Vivek. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Well, hey, Vivek, before we go any further, I think that Secretary Clinton, uh, I think there's a audio clip coming our way that I want to play for a minute. You know, uh, the rights of uh, people with disabilities is something that I care uh, deeply about, and we've got to do much more than we're doing. I tried really hard to get the um, UN negotiated uh, convention on the rights of people with disabilities to pass our Senate, because it's a treaty, and we, we couldn't get it through the Republicans, and it was such a disappointment. Uh, their attitude was, we're not signing on to anything that the UN does, which is kind of strange since air traffic control and postal systems and a lot of other stuff actually have some UN connection. But that's the level of, you know, Tea Party mentality that unfortunately we are uh, living with. And so I want us to do much more here at home. I still want to get the convention uh, agreed to. So I think there are a number of things. Specifically with respect to autism, as you know, I've laid out a plan. I'm the only person running for president. I did it in 08. I've done it again this time because we've got to do much more. We have to do much more on research, early intervention, job training, housing, the whole range of uh, benefits and opportunities that need to be available to people on the spectrum. So that's going to be a high priority for me, and I'm glad you're here talking about it. When it comes to jobs, um, we've got to figure out how we get the minimum wage up and include people with disabilities in the minimum wage. There should not be uh, a tiered wage. And right now, there is a tiered wage when it comes to facilities that do provide opportunities, but not at a self-sufficient wage that enable people to gain a degree of independence as far as they can go. So I want us to take a hard look at raising the minimum wage and ending the, the tiered minimum wage. Wow. How about that, Vivek? How about that? <laughs> I think you hear someone who knows her, uh, knows her issues and clearly has been following all of these issues for quite some time. Yeah, and I even forgot about the uh, CRPD, about the uh, Convention on Rights for Persons with Disabilities. Uh, I couldn't even, she brought that up. I couldn't believe when she brought that up. I mean, I haven't heard anyone talk about that since it was voted down. So uh, that, that really did impress me. You know, you mentioned about, and you just heard her make a comment about subminimum pay. I just want to say, this has been such an issue in the disability community, and no one would take it on when they heard, when we heard her talk about that. Because you know, in shelter workshops, there are people with disabilities being paid like a quarter. When we heard her talk about that, wow, what an impact. Uh, what did you think about that? It was pretty amazing, and you know, and I think that uh, reflects also when he spoke about, you know, for example, the the UN treaty. You know, these aren't um, issues. You know, they come up in her day, but she doesn't forget them. You know, when everyone else moves on and it's not in the headlines anymore, and because I think she knows that the other people who care about those issues 
they won't forget it either. So I know it made the news when uh, Senator Dole, of course, the former Republican uh, majority leader of the Senate and candidate for president in 1996, uh, came up to Capitol Hill just as she was finishing her tenure as Secretary of State. And as they were um, making a bipartisan push for this treaty, and of course, it didn't get the votes it needed in the Senate. But I know he's been out there each year saying, you know, we still need to ratify this treaty. It's still important to the people in this community and people all over the world. And of course, that's something that she remembers, too, and is something that she's going to continue to pick up. And I'll say especially for the subminimum wage um, that she referenced and that you just referenced as well, you know, this is something where I think it really reflects her commitment because Of course, it was something internally, you know, within the campaign and on the team, you're always looking at different policies and, you know, where should the campaign, uh, when is the right time to speak out on this or that. Um, But it wasn't like that day when she got that question, um, that was the day where she was going to speak out on the subminimum wage. I think what happened is she got a question about it and she really gets to her values. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, when she started working on these issues, which was far before almost anybody knew who Hillary Clinton or Hillary Rodham at the time uh, even was, um, that she'd been uh, thinking about and working on these issues. And so when she got that question, you know, for her, really, it was, you know, this is my opportunity to weigh in on this issue. And I'm going to weigh in on this issue. You know, I know it. I've seen it out on the campaign trail. I know what the issues are. And I know how for too many years, too many decades, even um, people haven't been uh, haven't been paid what they should be paid, and even more than that, people aren't getting the opportunities for competitive integrated employment that they really deserve as Americans, as any American should be able to get. Um, so I think it was a really special moment um, for her and for the disability community, um, and a really signal day out there for her on the campaign trail. Yes, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think people realize how what she did uh, when she first started working, for example, with the Children's Defense Fund. Um, I don't think people realize that enough people. Would you mind talking about that? Absolutely. And I think it's especially important because I think for um, so many people, you know, Hillary Clinton has, you know, basically just about 100% name recognition, you know, in this country, certainly now, but even before the campaign started. And yet there's so many things that people uh, don't know about her. You know, she's been in the public eye for so long. So everyone sees this first lady and the senator and the secretary of state and now this candidate uh, for president who's done so many incredible things during that time and has been such a trailblazer. Um, but what a lot of people don't quite know is the work she did when she was just uh, 25, 26, 27 years old, um, just coming out of law school and trying to make her way in the world. And um, one thing that the campaign tried to do at the convention is say, you know, you've read so much about this person, you've listened to her, um, but there's still so many things about what shaped her values and who she is and why she thinks the way she does uh, that may come um, that you may simply not know about. And so one of the things that is the case is right when she was coming out of law school, Um, When so many of her law school classmates uh, were going directly to take a high-paying job in the private sector, go to Wall Street, and write their ticket out there, she decided 
you know, like many of my classmates, I'm committed to public service, but you know, I don't want to wait. I want to do this right now. And she'd gotten involved uh, from, from that age uh, with Marion Wright Edelman and the Children's Defense Fund. And when she was a young attorney working over there, um, she decided that she was going to do her own field research in addition to the research and writing that she did for the Children's Defense Fund. And she went door to door in communities to figure out, you know, why are so many kids missing school? You know, school is so important, especially for kids from a young age, what's keeping them home? Is there an issue with the family situation? Is there something else going on? Is there a health issue? And it turned out that she discovered that so many parents weren't sending their kids to school because their kids uh, were living with a disability. And the schools simply didn't have a way of accommodating that disability. And there was no place for the children at that school. So the kids just had to stay home. And so, and this was something that, you know, again, may not get the headlines, often flew under the radar. So she decided she was going to help collect that evidence um, and get it out there as part of the Children's Defense Fund reporting. And they ended up publishing a landmark study. It was called Out of School in America which documented these cases and saying these weren't isolated incidents, but they're really part of a pattern um, that our legislators in Congress have to address. And that ended up being part of the evidence that played a role in increasing legislators and other Americans' awareness about this issue. Um, and all of that together helped build the case uh, for passage of the Education for All Handicapped Children Act, which is what it was known at the time. Of course, now we're all so familiar with IDEA, the Individuals with Disabilities and Education Act. And that law, although there's so much more that we need to do to build on it, has really played a signal role in making sure that we as a nation in every state, in every community, are committed to the promise that uh, children living with disabilities deserve the same opportunities and access to education that all other kids in this country have. And so that's something that she was pursuing in her 20s. Um, Tony talked a little bit about the work she did as First Lady of Arkansas in the White House in her 30s and 40s. Um, you know, we were talking about the treaty uh, secretary of state that she was um, pursuing you know, in her <laughs> 60s. And so this is something that's gone on for 40 years, and we're hoping, you know, after November 8th, she'll continue to be able to work on these issues as president. But it's something that's animated her from the day she finished graduate school. And I believe that we would have a president for the first time that would talk about all these issues. You know, and that is, and by the way, Vivek, I do want to thank you because you're part of keeping us Included. So in behalf of those millions of Americans living with disabilities, thank you uh, for what you thank you for including us. Thank you for everything you're doing. No, thank you. It's just been you know, an honor to really all of the work you've done to set the foundation for this campaign for you know, Secretary Clinton. She knows She's playing a big part in moving these issues forward, but it's only possible because of the work that you've done with uh, the American Association of People with Disabilities and with people in every community across the country who have, as Tony said, fought for recognitions of, this, of these issues, uh, fought for protection of rights, expansion of opportunities, and the opportunity to be treated and have the opportunities that every other American has. So it's an honor to work with all of you on this. Oh, thank you. And we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with Vivek Viswanathan, policy advisor for Secretary Hillary Clinton, soon to be President of the United States. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, 
where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. Oh, this is so exciting to have a vague this went often policy advisor for Secretary Clinton with us. I just want to say that makes a very strong statement about the commitment to people with disabilities. So, Vivek, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Thank you. It's really a privilege to be on your show. Well, you know what? I know Secretary Clinton just came out with the mental health policy. I want to just tell you how excited I was about that. I just saw that recently. I went straight to that Facebook page for Hillary just this morning to make a comment about that because may I say people living with mental health issues highest unemployment of all the groups terrible stigma you know every time there's a shooting or anything mentioned mental health comes up you know there's a fear of admitting you have a mental health issue there's stigma Uh, there isn't enough help for people services for people and you know would you mind talking about that because i'll tell you here's another thing no one's ever talked about uh and thank you very much for that and for what the secretary is doing do you want to talk about that for a minute absolutely because i know it's um it really falls in this category of issues that is exactly what you described which is issues that affect 
you know, in this case, um, not simply millions of people, but tens of millions of people, um, plus all of their family members and their caregivers. Um, and yet, like you said, too often people are not talking about it, and it may not be what's driving the headlines or driving the day. But she thought it is so important if this is what people are asking her about out on the campaign trail, and this is what's on people's minds, that she needs to talk about it. And more than that, I think one thing that's very special about Secretary Clinton is that when she gets asked about an issue that is near and dear to her heart and that she knows uh, the government and our society through presidential leadership and political leadership um, where we can make such a difference, it's not enough simply to empathize with people's issues, but to the extent possible, it's what can we do um, as a government and as a society to move the ball forward and actually make a difference for those people. And the way that manifests itself is that on the subject, for example, of mental health, it's not simply saying, I'm going to make mental health a priority as president. It's repeating it where she goes, and then it's putting out a very detailed, comprehensive agenda to address all aspects of the issue that make sure that no one falls through the cracks and every single American living with a mental health issue gets the help they need. And so, as you mentioned, she just put out her uh, plan last week. And even with all the details, there are, I think, two overarching themes, which is that, uh, one, exactly as you said, there's nothing wrong um, with people who have mental health issues. They haven't, done, they haven't failed at anything. In fact, she said it's our country that too often has failed people with mental health issues, and we need to all step up and make sure that anyone living with a mental health problem gets the help they need. And then the second thing that she said, um, the second part of really erasing the stigma that you're talking about is saying that when we deliver care, um, there should be no difference whether it comes to treatment, access to care, or insurance coverage between mental health and physical health. And so she's going to experiment with uh, and build on new models of collaborative care and community health centers that treat both mental and physical health so that everyone knows from diagnosis to treatment uh, to prevention that they can get the care they need. So she's laid out a detailed agenda. It goes from everything from diagnosis and intervention to this type of integration. It talks about criminal justice reform because too often our treatment centers in this country have become our jails and our prisons. And we know that that is not the best way to deal with mental health issues. And in fact, it contributes to overcrowding, it puts stress on law enforcement, and most of all, it hurts the people whom we need to help. Um, and then it's also, and this is a little bit of what we talked about before, but expanding access to housing opportunities and job opportunities, because even if you're living with a mental health issue, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a right, just like anyone else, to a good job and good housing and living in the community, if at all possible. And then finally, it invests in research, because I think one thing that matters to Secretary Clinton is uh, focusing on both the short term and the medium and long term. So we need to help people right now, but we also need to invest the funding and empower our scientists, both in um, at the NIH and then also with behavioral research, you know, from bi from biological and biomedical to behavioral research, to understand that we know as much as we can about mental health and how to get people the support they need both now and the future. So it was a pretty 
important priority to her, and uh, she signaled that she's going to make this a priority as president. And in fact, she's going to host a White House conference on mental health if she is elected, and she's committed to doing that in the very first year of office. So she will make sure that this isn't simply an issue at a Q&A on the campaign trail. It's not simply a white paper that her campaign puts out, but it'll be something that she will highlight and she will make progress on as president. That is so big. That is so important, and here we go again. No one, has, you know, two years ago, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry I get so excited about this, but I feel very passionate about this. Two years ago, I was with my friend Ted Kennedy, Jr., and we both mm-hmm. spoke at this event. And when I was seated, he was talking and started by talking about the 22 veterans a day who commit suicide. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there, I'm saying, oh, he made a mistake to my friend. We better look that up and so I can let him know. But he didn't make a mistake. That mm-hmm. was accurate. And this is why we need mental health across the board. For our veterans with disabilities, for people, for kids in school, you know, we could go on and on. But I just want to say to the disability community, wake up. We've got to get this news out to everyone. Tell me, Vivek, what, anyone listening to the show that's saying, oh, my goodness, I have to do something about this, what can they do? That's a great question. And I think especially with nine weeks to go, I think that's the most important question here because, you know, Secretary Clinton is going to be out there, you know, every day of the week, every week, out there talking about policy And here at the campaign, of course, on the policy team, we're going to keep thinking of, you know, what are the best policies that we can get input on and put together to support Secretary Clinton's agenda. But in the end, um, this election will be decided on November 8th and in the run-up to there. And so much of that is really the work of getting out there and getting people to vote and voting yourself. So I think there are a couple things. I think first is make sure to vote, whether your state has early voting, absentee voting, um, getting to the polls. And in each community, of course, uh, the local uh, Secretary Clinton's campaign, uh, Hillary for America, will have infrastructure there and supports to make sure that everyone can get to the polls or find a way to cast their ballot because it's so important that we give everyone the opportunity to do that. So I think that's most important. And it matters, especially in the swing states, but really it matters wherever you live because it's seen as a sign of support for Secretary Clinton, for her agenda, and for all of the things that we're talking about. So I think voting is the most important. The second thing is volunteering in the run-up to the campaign. And of course, everyone has different obligations, so only to the extent that you can. But if you do find yourself with a free moment, whether it's going over to a local Hillary for America office or logging onto the website and making phone calls, that can be some of the most important work that you do. Because I think that with the campaign, the campaign raises so much money to get its message out, and we're airing television commercials, and we're running digital ads on Facebook, and we're building and opening these offices all across the country. But ultimately, the objective of this, um, and something that our campaign manager, uh, who himself is a field organizer at heart, 
really stresses is that these races, even national races like this one that command the airwaves, are ultimately won by face-to-face attention, by you walking over to your neighbor or giving a call to your friend um, in the next community over in the same state and saying, hey, uh, I know we often talk about other things, but I want to let you know, given the issues that you know I care about, how important this election is to me, and this is why I hope that you'll vote for Secretary Clinton, because I think when someone gets that touch from somebody that they know, um, then it makes such a difference. So those are two things. And one other thing that I really want to mention is that Tony had mentioned the Disability Action for Hillary Facebook page, which already has more than 60,000 followers. And it's just amazing. And it's getting so much attention. And I think it matters for two reasons. I think, one, it gets uh, the issues that matter to people with disabilities out there in the political debate, which is so important because as we were talking about before, so often these issues are ignored. And I think this cycle is different in that, you know, all of us, you know, working on the work that you have done over so many years have worked to highlight these issues, but still at the same time, um, they still don't get the attention that they deserve. And we, of course, think that in any debate with Donald Trump, over which president uh, would be the most committed to protecting and expanding the rights and opportunities for people with disabilities, she would come out on top and there would be no contest at all, given some of the statements he's made and, frankly, the lack of policies that he's put out. So I think that's one thing, you know, making sure those issues are discussed by joining that page and commenting on that page. And I think the other thing is I think it really just shows the support that Secretary Clinton has in the disability community, because for, as you know, the more than 50 million Americans who are living with a disability and the many more who are family members or caregivers uh, for people living with disabilities, um, they need to know that Secretary Clinton is the one who has this lifelong record on this issue. And as we were talking about when we were telling the story of Secretary Clinton as a young law student, there are actually, despite how how famous she is, many people who don't really know about her or her record because most of the headlines that you see when you turn on cable news or read the newspapers, are not about this. As we know, they're about many other issues or whatever may be the story of the day. So if you get on there on that Facebook page, if you join it, if your family and friends and colleagues see that you've joined it, then that raises awareness about the issues that really matter, and it shows Secretary Clinton's commitment to those issues. So I think if you do those things, um, they may sound very simple, you know, voting, making phone calls, volunteering if you can, joining the Facebook page and commenting and lifting up her record on these issues. But if people do that in different communities around the country, it can really make a difference. And while we know that you see some of the polls and it seems like Secretary Clinton is in a good spot now, the fact is that everyone here is working night and day. We're preparing for a very close election and Tony talked about the stakes. You talked about the stakes just on one issue, you know, the executive order for Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act. Um, But we can't leave any stone unturned. You know, we have to go full focus until November 8th. So every little thing that you uh, do, any of the listeners on this call do, that all of us can do, will make such a difference going forward. And it's so important for the future of our country and really the future of our world. So I think those little steps can make a big difference. And I agree with you. And I want to say, I want to reemphasize something that Vivek just said. It's not over till it's over, folks. You can't become lackadaisical. Oh, we don't have anything. You have to fight this fight. We have to fight this fight till election day. And I will say, 
Affordable Care Act, okay? I'm living with epilepsy. Keep in mind pre-existing conditions. What happened for the first time? Children with epilepsy, people with epilepsy did not have that any longer. So we have so many things here at stake. I mean, as Justin Dart said, vote as if your life depends upon it because it does. I mean, we really, really have to take this seriously. One thing I want to say, this show is archived on BenderConsult.com and on VoiceAmerica.com. So anyone you know, tell them about it so that they can go back and listen to the show and or share it with others. And you can also get it from iTunes. Make sure you tell people about the show. So tell me. What has been your greatest accomplishment so far at the campaign, Vivek? I really think it has been working with the policy team over here to develop the policies that really give the details behind Secretary Clinton's agenda. And I know it's, it's a funny question because, in a way, um, so much of the campaign discussion hasn't really focused on the details. But I think one thing that gives me gratification is that when someone out there on a rope line or in a town hall asks Secretary Clinton about her plans for uh, people living with autism or with Alzheimer's or their caregivers or people who are coping with a mental health issue or on some of the other issues I cover, people who are hoping to be able to go to college but aren't sure that their family has saved up the money or someone who's struggling with student debt and doesn't know how they're ever going to be able to pay it back. Um, I love that Secretary Clinton, I'm honored, first of all, to work for someone who cares so much about these issues. But I also love how when she speaks to them, she can really say, I have a plan as president, and I'm going to bring all the support I can to making sure I can actually help you. I'm not just here to listen to you, but I can do something, working with like-minded legislators and political leaders all across the country to help you. And so being just a small part of this campaign, helping to put together those plans and making sure to get those details exactly right, um, I feel like that's been my greatest accomplishment because I think one thing that Secretary Clinton says is that the details matter. They might not matter for the person writing up the story, but for someone living their life and is counting on that detail, um, it's important for us here on the campaign, working with Secretary Clinton as our leader and as our guide to get that right. So to the extent that our campaign has put out policies that have really rung true with people, where people read them and say, oh, she gets it. She knows exactly what's going on with this issue. She understands all the levers available to her, both through the government and through the power of public leadership, and she knows how to make a difference. Me being part of that has really been a privilege. And so I'm just hoping these next six, three three days go well so that we can put all this hard work into practice. Oh, I agree with you. And Vivek, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's an honor to be on the show, honor to be given all the work that you've done, and then also with all of your listeners. I'm so glad we got to hear from Tony as well, and looking forward to these last couple of weeks of the home stretch. Well, Vivek, before you go, we end every show with a quote, and today it is, the next generation must grow up knowing that mental health is a key component of overall health and there is no shame, stigma, or barrier 
to seeking out care, said Secretary Hillary Clinton. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Get out and vote. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.